Hey there, thanks for listening to another episode of the Jack Eason Podcast. We are talking about the issues of loneliness, isolation, and how to overcome them with true friendship and community. For more information on these and other issues, check out Jack's website at jackeason.org. Now here's Jack. Well, I will uh, we'll get rolling here. I am a privilege today to uh, spend a little bit of time with Lucas Livingston, and uh, I, I think this may be one of the most interesting discussions I have a feeling that I have had in a long, long time, especially around the whole issue of loneliness, uh, because Lucas has a, um, well, he's, he's, a, he's a, almost a two-decade, I think, museum professional, and uh, you do a lot with the intersection of art and um, health and aging. And tell us a little bit about you and how you got into this line of work. It's fascinating to me. For sure. Yeah, right. Uh, well, first, thanks, Jack, for having me on. Uh, I'm a fan of the podcast. I've been binging for a while so on it. So and there, you've had some, some stellar guests on. Uh, and so I just, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, thanks. I'm, uh, pleased to be in this great company. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I've been in the museum education field, museum learning uh, for yeah almost two decades now, and uh, two areas of uh, of strong focus for me uh, have been people with disabilities and also uh, older adult uh, mm. population. Uh, and that, there's a lot of uh, you know, gray area there, you know, how do you define older adult? Um, and, uh, and certainly some people um, who I uh, have over the years had the privilege of serving don't define themselves as older adult. But uh, <laughs> so there's, uh, sometimes I just like to call them adults, right? You know? Right, right. <laughs> uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter so much. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, and then of course, there's the strong intersection. Uh, often a lot of uh, people as, as we age, we uh, acquire uh, disabilities uh, mm. um, as a natural result of the aging process uh, and, and some uh, disabilities that are not uh, um, on par with, with typical aging. So mm. like dementia is not mm -hmm. a normal aspect of aging. And so certainly, yeah, working broadly with people with disabilities and how do you make arts enrichment uh, and, and cultural experiences accessible to people, whether that's an acquired disability or a lifelong disability. Uh, how do you ensure who, uh, people who have enjoyed a certain level of uh, cultural stimulation in their life, how do you ensure that they can remain active and engaged with uh, the offerings that you as a cultural space may provide? Uh, and so that's, of course, ensuring that uh, everything that you offer is inclusively designed from the ground up. Uh, mm. Universal design is a term that's, that's thrown around a lot in architecture, but it includes also in um, pedagogy and learning strategies and, and, and simple basic customer service. And it's nothing, uh, certainly it's, it's, it's nothing terribly far out there, basically just, just uh, uh, inclusive design inclusive experiences are just good <laughs> experiences mm, yeah, and yeah. well-designed experiences uh, intersecting a lot of that that is um, serving people with disabilities and older adults but you could say this with 
with everyone and, and we're, we're seeing it very magnified in recent months during the pandemic uh, aspects of loneliness and social isolation. Uh, and so certainly uh, loneliness, something I, I uh, a, when I get up on my soapbox, a uh, little horn I like to toot is that um, this, this, uh, we're in the grip of really three, three pandemics or, or epidemics at this point in time, some of which have been endemic in our culture for so long, of course, yeah, the culture of systemic violence and mm. uh, racial injustice, uh, then also uh, loneliness and, uh, and, and poor mental health. Uh, that has been uh, described even as the, the silent epidemic of the 21st century. I think that wonderful <laughs> title yeah. there, moniker, goes to, has been used to describe a few other things too. But and then, of course, now uh, coronavirus, the pandemic, has brought to the fore so much of these, these issues that have been prevalent in our culture and our society mm. for so long. Yeah. Uh, and so a lot of people, yeah, gosh, loneliness has been, uh, I'm sure that that term has been seeing more usage these days than ever before. But just to, to think that about one in three Americans prior to coronavirus have uh, expressed uh, it's that at some point in time they have uh, felt the, the detrimental and negative impacts of loneliness. So I think that's kind of something, loneliness is something of a, almost a barometer. If you want to take the temperature of the, the mental health of our society, uh, ask people whether or not they feel lonely and you can mm. assess that. And that's a lot of also what I have been doing over the recent years in, um, in the, the museum arts and cultural sector uh, is to assess the impact that the, um, the, the programs and services that, uh, we provide to assess the impact on people's feelings, self-reported feelings of loneliness. Mm. Uh, and so to, to jump to the conclusion that, well, if our, if these, these experiences are uh, mitigating feelings of loneliness through socialization, through uh, avenues of, of personal expression, uh, through creativity and creativity doesn't have to be like oil and canvas. It doesn't have to be that kind of a thing. It can be, it can be everything. Uh, it can, uh, there's this wonderful art therapist friend of mine. I work a lot with art therapists and she said, you know, the expressive therapy can, therapy can be uh, aspects of creativity can be just in the, the way you choose to curl your hair that morning. So mm, yeah. anything like that, uh, uh, you can find meaning through that. But um, so yeah, it, assessing how uh, these programs might impact loneliness and therefore uh, assuming that then making that connection that these programs are actually uh, improving one's overall health. Right. Uh, there's, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a nice resource. Um, you can search online for it. There's the, um, the six dimensions of wellness. Uh, I, 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 I've also seen many other dimensions of wellness, nine, 18, 36 dimensions of wellness, but <laughs> you know, I, I like the six. Um, I'm willing to change though, but these are different aspects of uh, 
aspects of our, our personal well-being. Um, so there's physical well-being. You, you, can, you can invigorate that through exercise. There's uh, intellectual well-being through, through learning and, uh, and, and expression, uh, social well-being through engaging with others. And um, so, and, and three others I can't remember right now, but, <laughs> and, and so to, you can actually, I, I love to assess. Um, so someone comes and, and enjoys a wonderful theater performance, or they come to an art making class. Uh, they come to just a, a, a book club or something like that. And then you can do a simple assessment uh, to determine uh, whether or not someone feels that this experience has yeah. had an impact on these six dimensions of wellness and just wow. ask them in strategic ways. Uh, and so that just helps to provide a benchmark. Um, so, so yeah, these are th in recent years this is a, an area I've been pretty interested in. That's, that's, am uh, yeah. that's amazing because you know, I, I had never, and I'm, I like to consider myself fairly creative. Um, but I, some of the solutions that people have, have shared uh, along the way in research for this book that's coming out in a few weeks um, uh, are things like uh, volunteerism, you know, that mm -hmm. helps with loneliness. Um, somebody yeah. a few weeks ago I was talking to said pet therapy, which I have a pet and I've heard mm -hmm. of that before, but it just kind of fallen off the radar. I thought, okay, that's great. And, and art, now you're talking about art therapy and connecting them mm -hmm. uh, with, with, uh, you know, an opportunity in the museum, what does that look like uh, practically? And especially in the future, as you think about, you know, pandemic that we find ourselves in, has this been a time of learning for you guys in, in the museum and with, uh, with, with your expertise and what you do? Uh, has, it, has it generated maybe some, hey, here's some creative things we should have been doing all along, or here's some things that we can do in the future to help with mental health issues like loneliness? Yeah. Absolutely. Gosh, I, th I, I can't imagine a sector that hasn't been touched uh, as far as um, learning and, and new discoveries that are, are surfacing throughout the pandemic, um, and especially yeah, in the cultural sector. And it's, uh, it's just interesting to see how much cultural spaces, museums have, have pivoted to provide more experiences online, mm. which is great. Uh, it, but there's there's a flip side to to that coin. Um, so certainly aspects of uh, the digital divide. Not everyone has easy access to going online, uh, and so so that is a, is a very much an issue in and of itself. Uh, so then trying to think through well various analog solutions if if we can't have people coming into our space, if we can't go into their space, well, what can we do? We can have uh, uh, correspondence through mail. And mm -hmm. so I've seen some, some wonderful work with some great uh, partners. The Arts for Brain Health Coalition in Chicago is a yeah, correlate coalition of uh, individuals from cultural administration, uh, uh, healthcare professions, um, uh, teaching artists, arts therapists. And uh, there's a great group in uh, the in Chicago's West Side, the Pilsen neighborhood called La Brocha. Um, they've created a, uh, um, uh, an 
a coloring book, an adult coloring book that they're mailing and making freely available to um, older adults in Chicagoland and, uh, and people living with dementia and their families especially. And so uh, tapping into that um, creative aspect of, of coloring and then it brings mm. people together. And so it brings a, a, an individual with, their, with dementia and their care partner side by side at a table in a, a more neutral, non-clinical manner as uh, they, they color together. And so wow. there's that aspect of socialization. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, adult coloring has seen a, a bit of a boom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it been, has. That's been great. That's been fun. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and and but then also, well, in terms of yeah, online programming and such. Um, so making that pivot, there's some great uh, online uh, resources for 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 cultural access uh, if if one has that wherewithal and the ability. And so it, there are some organizations where that are just uh, offering a, a a impressive, daunting <laughs> uh, roster of free virtual programming through yeah through video uh, teleconferencing uh, but then also telephone too I think mm. that's a great uh, 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 go between or, or yeah. something that uh, almost almost everyone knows how to use a telephone probably older people better than younger people right. and a lot of <laughs> you know, kids may not know that there's actually a a phone app on the yeah, iPhone or smartphone. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And so just simply having access to the telephone, you can dial into all these, these great um, social platforms for, for conversation and uh, intellectual uh, uh, and creative stimulation and, and ongoing learning, lifelong learning. That's, that's another term. Yeah. I mean, lifelong learning, it happens throughout life, um, mm. but it, it, that, that reinforces that even once we, uh, are out of school. And even once we're out of the workforce, we must continue to learn and find other avenues for creative uh, stimulant, intellectual stimulation, mm. uh, because uh, it, it's, it's an aspect of uh, our overall health regime. You know, the doctor tells us to, uh, and to, you know, eat well, get some exercise and increasingly more and more doctors are telling us, go to the theater, go to the museum, uh, uh, get involved with a social group, volunteer for some organization. Mm, yes. Because, yeah, this aspect of social prescribing is, is a term going around a lot. And you're seeing a lot of uh, healthcare, uh, this, this turn in the healthcare industry to recognize that, um, yeah, that there actually is a, a correlation maybe a causation, we're not sure mm. yet, but certainly a correlation between uh, cultural engagement, cultural enrichment, and uh, longevity. And, and it's not, the goal, goal is not just longevity, but it's, it's just, it's living long and, and living well. Yeah, <laughs> sure. healthfully, sure. right? Yeah. Hey, we're, <laughs> we're uh, talking to Lucas Livingston. If you are joining us just by audio, just a reminder, of course, video, you're seeing him uh, and myself as well. You know, uh, one of the things, uh, you're still at the, um, the Art Institute of Chicago? Or no? You know, actually, back uh, as with so many people, unfortunately, during coronavirus, back in, uh, uh, in the middle of 2020, I, along with uh, 
50 of my wonderful coworkers were let go, uh, positions oh, wow. eliminated. Wow. Yeah, but uh, certainly I'm remaining pretty active in the um, cultural scene uh, and very engaged with uh, different professional organizations. Uh, so right at, at this moment, uh, yeah, between jobs. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, we, we, uh, we hope that that will be a short-term situation because uh, you have got great expertise with, with what you experienced there at the Institute and all the other places that you've served. Uh, if I'm listening and I'm, you know, I have some older parents or some older folks I'm connected to, what are some practical things you would suggest just from your experience that would be using some of the cultural things that you have great knowledge of uh, to plug mm-hmm. Uh, to plug some of those older people in so that they aren't experiencing loneliness. Cause everything, most of what yeah. you said today for me is just so new and refreshing. I think a mm-hmm. lot of people don't even consider some of the things you've talked about today, but how would they do that practically? If maybe if there wasn't sure. a pandemic going on. Yeah. Well, in, in, if there wasn't a pandemic, but even during the pandemic, uh, uh, certainly looking at your local resources, what's available in, in your neck of the woods. But then again, that gets into the whole uh, issue of uh, access to cultural enrichment. And you think about uh, uh, rural Americans uh, for whom visiting a, their closest cultural space might be an hour's drive, right? Mm. Uh, and then even in the big city too, it can be easily an hour just to get from A That's to right. B with multiple transfers on on buses. Uh, and so leaving one's neighborhood for a lot of older adults can be very daunting. Uh, so uh, there's, there's a lot to be said absolutely for having uh, a close connection with uh, a place of worship you can get a lot out of that if that's uh, if that's if that's for for someone um, volunteering, as we said, yeah, if that's in one's wherewithal for any community organization, uh, your local library. You know, I got a great friend who mm. says the most powerful thing in his wallet is his library card <laughs> uh, because that is that is your space, and uh, there are so many great resources available through a local public library, um, senior groups and such through the library. Uh, and through places of worship as well, have uh, often have senior groups, and so with lots of cultural activities. But then, if one can't so easily leave the home, or if you don't want to, and certainly during a pandemic, a lot of people don't want to. Um, but then, yeah, as we said, there's some great resources you can do. Whether you have access to the internet or just a telephone. Uh, so I know one wonderful organization in Chicago that uh, I have a close connection with is the Mather uh, Elder Care Organization, uh, and, and they offer something called the Telephone Topics. You can just search the internet, Mather Telephone Topics, uh, and it's, again, free, free um, roster of mm. uh, telephone and, and some through um, through video conferencing uh, presentations and conversations uh, uh, almost anything under the sun you can imagine wow. uh, another great one out on the west coast is uh, organization called Covia uh, C-O-V-I-A and they have uh, two wonderful things called um, uh, a social call which is just that people volunteers will make a telephone call like a telephone check-in to older adults in their community see how they're doing and it's not just a quick hey how you doing great okay bye but uh, forming a relationship and having it that deep conversation to yeah again uh, lift mm. that specter of loneliness 
And another great service that through Covia is Well Connected. And uh, Well Connected again is a telephone or video uh, um, uh, presentation platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything from, uh, well, how do I protect myself from identity theft to uh, what's the great exhibition at this national museum or something. So yeah, yeah real, real great breadth there. Yeah. That is, wow. Those, those are, those are great. Yeah. Thank you. And that's very practical uh, things that I would encourage those of you listening or watching today uh, to check out uh, Covia and uh, the two great practical as well as the other things that you shared. Lucas, if someone wanted to reach out to you to find out more, especially when it comes to the issue of loneliness and using the, the cultural aspect of, of society, um, what's the best way to, to find you and to get in touch yeah. with you? Sure, sure. I think I'm on almost all the uh, popular social networks, <laughs> of course. Yeah, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter at Lucas Livingston, uh, on uh, Instagram. Uh, I think I'm at the real Lucas. It's not very professional, though. There's a lot of fun on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then um, certainly through my uh, longtime uh, hobby of sorts, but uh, it's it's a fairly professional hobby. The Ancient Art Podcast doesn't have a whole lot yes. to do with what we're doing here, but that's the best way to get in touch with me. That's ancientartpodcast.org. That's my whole other uh, side of me as an ancient art historian. Wow. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So ancientartpodcast.org, there's a contact form there and email info at ancientartpodcast.org. Uh, so okay. that's a great way to reach me. Fantastic. Ancientartpodcast.org. Uh, Check that out. And uh, I appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us. It's been very, very intriguing. And uh, again, opened up a whole new idea of ways to deal with loneliness I had never considered. So uh, I am grateful for your time. And spread the word. Share this podcast. Uh, let other folks know this is out there. And I hope that you are finding the solution to loneliness that you need in your life. Thanks, Lucas. Thanks so much, Jack. Real pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Jack Eason Podcast. Be sure to check out the website for blogs, videos, and more help on the issues of loneliness, friendship, and community. To get updates on the release of Jack's new book from Revell Publishing, sign up for an email alert at jackeason.org.